Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Edmonton Oilers in town for, well, about, uh, let's see, got in yesterday at uh, 3.45, and we're going to take off on Wednesday at about 2 o'clock. We're going to have a full preview of uh, tomorrow's game coming up, a 90-minute abbreviated version of Oilers now, so it goes from 4 to 5.30. Brendan Escott, who's with us, is going to have Wednesday and Friday's show. The team's going to practice in St. Louis after the game on Thursday. Here's what we got rolling for you today. It is a Monday. It means Mac T on Mondays. Brought to you by our friends at Contract Equipment Limited, Canada's premium heavy equipment dealer with rental and sales. So Craig McTavish will join us at 535 today. 605, Daily Face-Offs, Frank Cerevelli. Uh, and he is uh, presented on Mondays and Fridays by Horse Racing Alberta Racing returning May 4th. Century Mile Racetrack and Casino. Uh, for more information, go to thehorses.com. And at 6.35, an update from the farm. Condors head coach Colin Chalk for Wave Bathroom Renovations. And uh, they got some bad news. Uh, Philip Broberg got drilled in the game against San Jose. A split in the weekend for the Condors. Um, the Condors, much like the Edmonton Oilers, getting busier here with the schedule. And uh, it is... Uh, well, I mean, the Otters are basically on what amounts to a seven-game road trip. Three in the road, uh, obviously did not give the performance anybody was looking for against the L.A. Kings, to say the least. Um, you know, it's funny, I, and, and I'm going to bring Brendan in. Brendan, we'll get to uh, the Otters now, Audio Vault, in a second. I didn't like Edmonton's game at all against L.A. I, I know they had a couple great chances in the second period. But I, I got to tell you, there were some guys for me that were just not factors at all. And it's disappointing because that's the playoff type environment that you have to be able to flourish in at this point. And they just weren't. Where was the physical engagement? Where was the assertion? You know, there, there was some involvement in scrums, sure. But there was a lot of unfinished checks, I thought, uh, toward the end of the game, especially. Like, you get down a few goals and it's L.A., Somebody hit somebody, for crying out loud. And there's just not enough of that yet. I get that Perry's here. It's a nice addition, and it's just not yeah, enough. And him and Kane and Settle were noticeable, but they had some other guys. Nugent Hopkins did not have a great game against the Kings. I actually thought they should have moved McLeod up and put Nugent Hopkins uh, centering. Warren Fogle, uh, since the, the Montreal game, that's nine games ago, has, has been a little bit quiet. Uh, there were some changes at practice as we go to our top story. 
Today's top story is brought to you by Legacy Heating and Cooling. Whether it's heating or cooling you need, get it with no payments and no interest for a year. That's how you build a legacy. Legacy Heating and Cooling. All right, a couple little uh, news and notes for you. We'll start with the fact that down at practice today, Stuart Skinner was in the starting net. The orders reverted back to the three defense combos that have played 400-plus minutes today, five-on-five this season. So it was Darnell Nurse back with Cody Ceci. Uh, Matthias Eckholm again with Evan Bouchard. And really, they were paired together about halfway through the game against Anaheim. And then Brett Kulak in concert with Vincent DeHarnay. Uh, Sam Gagne appears to be in. And it's Matthias Janmark that comes out. There are, to me, three or four guys that the uh, coaching staff could have looked at in terms of uh, uh, bringing in and out of the lineup. All right, here's how you get hold of us. You can reach us on the River Creek Resort Casino hotline, 780-496-0063. Don't miss Warrant and Quiet Riot live at the River Cree, Friday, February the 23rd. Get your tickets now at therivercreeresort.com. River Cree Resort Casino excitement. Bet on it. And you can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line, 780 Get the new floors you always wanted, 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, or head to ashleyfinefloors.com for more information. We are on Twitter, at Oilers Now. You can tweet me personally, Bob underscore Stoffer and Brendan at Brendan with two E's, S. Scott with two T's. It is time to dip into the Oilers Now Audio Vault. The Oilers Now Audio Vault is brought to you by Direct Workwear, featuring Edmonton's largest selection of unbeatable prices and customer service that makes you feel like family. Brandon, I, I gotta, I gotta do this. I just gotta ask you: Is this gonna be a painful three minutes and ten seconds? This, this recap against the LA Kings. What do you think? <laughs> no, it's because I, I spliced some Anaheim. Oh, you got some Anaheim in there, so we have some actual positive energy. Nicely done. Here we go. Game two of the three-game road trip. Oilers take on the Anaheim Ducks. Shoot it in. Perry stayed onside. Gibson brings it on the left. Got the stick knocked out of his Perry, hand by yeah. Perry. Yeah, that's a greasy move. Oh, it Perry. sure was. Out of the right corner, Kane. He'll shoot. Scores! Evander Kane! Snuck it by Gibson, who was stick-free at the time. And the game's tied at one. Wow. That is something, right? And that's something Oiler partisans have seen forever from Corey Perry and hated it. And now they love it. Now to Drysdale in over the line. To Kane. He'll shoot. Scores! Evander Kane! He's got his second of the night. This game's tied in two. McDavid up the right wing into the Anaheim and through the middle to the left in front. Scores! Right on the doorstep. And this game is tied at three. After it is Kane. Here's Kane, the empty net, the hat trick goal. Oilers up 5 3 and hats litter the ice here at the Honda Center. The Edmonton Oilers will win this one. 5 3 the final over the Anaheim Ducks. It's a playoff rematch. Edmonton, Los Angeles, and the City of Angels. Crypto.com Arena. Spence to Dubois. He shot score. Right through Skinner. In L.A., it breaks through on the power play. And now McDavid has it stolen by Byfield. Two on one. Ekholm back. Byfield. Centers. Lewis. One-timer. Score. Two-nothing Los Angeles. Two goals in less than a minute. Byfield, left corner. 
Roy across, high slot shot, Gavrikov save, rebound, score! Byfield makes it 3 nothing. His 15th of the year. Easily his career high. Previous had been five. Well, Darnell Nurse had a chance to make a couple plays there, and Kempe's been in his kitchen. And again, you're, you're closing in on the time where you may want to waste one for future considerations. And this might be the night. Out to Kopitar. The net is empty, two on one. Kopitar to Byfield. Back to Kopitar, not in. Byfield shoots and scores. His second of the game is an empty netter and finally puts this game away for Los Angeles. It's 4 nothing with 2.42 to play. Tonight, it was probably a game that we were finding ways to win during that streak, and tonight it just wasn't enough. And a lot of credit to L.A., how they played, and definitely their goaltender played really well. We got shut out, but, you know, the amount of chance we had, I thought we should have been able to put a few in. All right, uh, that is Edmonton Oilers head coach uh, Chris Knobloch. What's that? Uh, was it Dylan Thomas who said, "Do not go gentle into that good night"? Uh, yeah, it's a poem by Dylan Thomas, and I'm just thinking to myself, Brendan, and you gave me the nod when a three nothing game and Kempe's sitting there chirping all night long. Like, if you're gonna talk, force him to to back it up, do something, and it was just. You know, so here's the question I have, and I want people to text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Overreaction on my part that I was a little bit... Here, here's the thing. Here's where I'm coming from. I'm coming from the perspective that, you know what? The Oilers, oh, I, the start of the season, I had them as a 50-plus win team. That's my expectation. I know they went through the 2-9-1 and one run. They win 16 games in a row, and now they're basically on pace to win about 50 games this season. I know you're going to have three or four off nights, but the Kings are your rival. And if you're going to lose, like look at what happened last year when they lost L.A. in that game, right, in in January, January the 9th. They they went down swinging, man. Like you, you had a situation, Hyman fought Dersey, uh, Paul Yarvey got jumped by Deneau, which really angered me because there's nothing worse than watching guys fight guys that don't know how to fight at all and knowing and then Nugent Hopkins tried to get Deneau to fight two more times in the game, and he wouldn't. And at the end of the game, Costin went with Lemieux, and Evander Kane was out of the lineup. But the Oilers at least went down swinging. And the Kings, I get it, they got a new head coach. So am I just a Neanderthal, or were you a little upset, too, watching that game? Is it, 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 and is it an overreaction, given the fact that the team had won 17 of their previous 18 games? You text me on the Ashley Fine Flores text line. Brendan, the floor is yours. Go for it. Yeah, I, I feel really the same way that you did. It bothers me more than it bothers the, some of the players by appearances. And I don't think that that's, uh, like, that's worrisome. When you look at that, I think these players need to be more upset when they're not performing to that standard. And it's not to be taken out on the boards at the end of the game. Go and finish a check. Go finish a check. They had more flybys than that. They're not that tough. 
They're not. It, it just like it Minnesota irritates. has a tough team. Philadelphia, like you know what? You throw down against Philly, and they're sitting there with Delorier, and they got Sealer, and they got Hathaway. Like, like okay, so they got Delorier and Sealer, who might be the two best technical fighters in the entire league. I can understand. Maybe you're picking your spots in those situations. You know, you're playing against Minnesota, and they got Duhame, and they got Felino, and uh, they got uh, Middleton on defense. Like they got guys who can. The L.A. Kings, they're not that tough. They're not. You know, and they, they they sit there and they're, but you're letting Adrian Kempe come in late and chirp all game long? Like, I was just a little bit, I don't know. And, and again, I, I want the listeners, maybe I'm just, you know, I actually discussed this, asked a question of, of uh, Evander Kane late in the scrum today. Just about the fact that there's fewer and fewer guys willing to do it. So we'll circle back in the Oilers Now Audio Vault at 519 at Edmonton. Uh, Chris Knobloch was asked today if the Oilers team needs to play with a little bit more consistency. You know, you look at our last uh, three games and, you know, this road trip, we lose um, two of the three. And, you know, easy to get excited and think that, we need to make drastic changes and I definitely don't think that's the case. I think um, the way we were playing right before the break was um, we were just getting by winning games. I don't think we were playing nearly as well as we were the previous weeks. And I think we played fairly well after the break. Um, you know, I see numerous analytics uh, from multiple sources on how well we played and if we should have won or not. And, you know, those can be skewed a little bit. But I also think that they're they're very important evaluating on how our team's playing. We don't want to do anything drastic. I think there are things that we can get better at. And it wasn't just luck that we lost those games. But overall, I think those were above average games. I thought we played well, certainly better than we had going into the break. All right, so I agree with them. They played better than they had going into the break against the Vegas Golden Knights. They played well in that game. They outshot the Golden Knights 18-6 to in period number two. The game against L.A., and, and I, you know, Dreisaitl made two great plays, one to Corey Perry, one to Zach Hyman. They, they both should have ended up in the net. It's 2-2 at that point. I don't think the others, and I think the, some of their skill guys had an issue with the ice. But to me, it was a game where L.A., and look, they had a coaching change. Todd McClellan got fired. It looked to me like the Kings were more dug in, and I wanted Edmonton to be dug in for that game. All right, 520, and keep texting me because we're getting a lot of response left. When we come back, oh, wait, let's get to Connor McDavid quickly on uh, his comments on the impact of Evander Kane and Corey Perry of late. Those guys uh, can bring an emotional element to the game, um, can bring a physicality to the game, um, kind of drag drag our guys into the fight every now and then, which is which is a great thing. You know, you're not going to have it every night, and sometimes you need that emotional stuff to, to, to get yourself going. So obviously those are two of our very best at doing that and playing physical and playing a hard game. I thought they both been good. And here's Evander Kane on providing energy through physical play. There's definitely fewer guys um, from when I came in the league that play like that. Um, I think, you know, you're seeing how invaluable it can be, um, especially on teams trying to make uh, deep playoff runs. Um, so it's always, like I said, it's great to have pairs here. Um, Tlim is definitely a guy that provided uh, quite a bit of energy, as you put it, Bob, um, in terms of his physical presence and uh his game's been shipped uh, between the whistles as well with other teams. Um, 
you know, uh, he probably hasn't had the year he's wanted, but, uh, you know, it was a real good play for us. All right, there you go. And I had asked him uh, briefly about Clem Costin because Evander and him were friends, and I think the Oilers missed Clem a little bit at the beginning, and Perry's not a straight-up guy that's going to fight heavyweights the way Costin will, but Perry knows how to play the gamesmanship lineup and probably plays a little bit higher. Hey, Brendan, just before we go to break here at 523 in Edmonton, quick rep, uh, what did you think of the sequence involving Ridley Gregg and the Toronto Maple Leafs' Morgan Riley? Oh, man. Yes, he broke the code. And yes, Morgan Riley's reaction was over the top. I think if he wanted to throw his gloves to the ice and grab the kid and, and rough him up, that's one thing. But, oh, boy, that was a pretty overzealous response. It's, it's got to be at least a five-game suspension. I, that's exactly what I thought. I thought five, and we hadn't pre-discussed that. So yeah, we'll see. it's got to be five games. It was greasy by Greg. They're like, there's, yeah. It's, you've got to be aware of the situation in that it is the two Ontario players uh, or teams playing one another. Just like if Pittsburgh and Philadelphia, or of course here in Alberta, if that played out the same way, you know what would happen. When I knew that I was playing against guys way better than me, and as I got into my late 20s and early 30s in men's league, if we got up in a game and I knew those guys were better players and stronger than me, there's not a chance I would do a chiseler move like that on the ice because I knew I might get my ass kicked. Conversely, when I was a little bit younger in better shape, if a guy did something like that, oh, yeah, he was at minimum getting a chop across the wrist, at minimum getting that, like a nice, solid two-hander that might be able to at least impinge his ability to lift things for the next week. It's 524 at Edmonton. Uh, when we come back, NHL Today, and I'm going to bang off a couple texts. You're listening to Oilers now. Let's go to NHL Today. It's presented by Elite Promotional Marketing. Drew Shamahorn and the staff at Elite, your local branded merchandise specialist. Head to ElitePromoMarketing.com. We have the Flames in action right now in New York against the Rangers. They're scoreless halfway through. Uh, two other games active, no goals on those either, and the Golden Knights will play later against Minnesota. Now, we talked about the Morgan Riley incident. He awaits an in-person hearing, which means that it could be six games or higher, actually, for that uh, cross-check to Ridley Gregg's face. Ottawa did place Zach McEwen on waivers today. Sharks forward Tomas Hurdle is going to miss several weeks after knee surgery. Uh, Bakersfield trading wins with San Jose over the weekend. They're in Colorado now for a couple of games. Head coach Colin Chalk with the details at 6.35. Oil Kings, uh, seven straight losses now. They fell 4-1 to Swift Current, 9-4 in Regina on Saturday. Now have a home-and-home with uh, Red Deer this upcoming weekend. And the Golden Bears losing for the first time ever to Trinity Western. They did rebound, uh, pick up a win to close out the Canada West regular season. So that puts the Bears uh, in fifth place or leaves them there. And they will head to Saskatchewan next weekend for some playoff action. Yes, we have a wager between Gully and myself because Gully played at the University (laughs) of Saskatchewan. First time in 28 seasons that the Alberta Golden Bears hockey program has not hosted a home playoff series. First time. Now, you, you know what's crazy about their team? They might get swept by Saskatchewan. If they beat Saskatchewan, they got to beat UBC to get to Nationals. They have enough talent. They could actually do it. 
it just doesn't. It's never come to fruition so far this season. We'll see if they can pull it together. Uh, very quickly, a text here uh, from uh, Tony and the gang. What worries me more is as a team as soft as L.A., as you say, is the one we still roll over for. Good thing beating guys up doesn't get you any points in the standings. Perhaps we should be more concerned with getting two points rather than showing how tough we are. Uh, that's not the point. My point is... If you're going to lose at least, you know, it's it's happened a couple times in L.A. over the last four or five years where there's been 4 nothing losses where I'm like, like, come on, let's have a little bit more juice than that. But, you know, Tony, hey, you're, you're entitled to your opinion as well. And that's and I, I don't think you're the only one that feels that way. Off to a global news weather traffic update, Randy Kilburn. And when we come back in order, it's now Craig McTavish.